Hello everyone and welcome back to the Long Play Club. This is your singular episode dedicated to the entirety of Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. We're back at it, continuing the Metal Gear Saga. I'm your host today, Christian Buckley, codenamed Scorpion, joined by my fellow twin Scorpion, Kevin Diaz. Greetings. How are we doing? Look at that's the 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 twin scorpions, the 4K remaster, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. PS5. Now, PS4 cross-gen game. <laughs> uh, right above oh, him man. on the set, we have Jack Martin, codename Eagle. It is good to be back. It feels like it's been forever since Metal Gear Solid 4. So, yeah. uh, very excited to talk about this game in particular. Absolutely. There's plenty of reasons to be excited about Peace Walker today. And rounding out the panel, as always, we have codename Pig, Omar Nakri. Wait, what'd you call me? Try that one I, I more didn't time. Call you that Kojima called you that. Codename. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I feel like I should put this out here before the episode starts that I did not. I don't know what happened with Peace Walker. I didn't play it. I'm just here to hang out. Uh, I hope you guys will have me. Of course. Uh, yeah. Yes. I feel like it's almost better because now it's really put to the test. Like, are we going to be able to convey the story to you? Which I think we are going to be able to. Mm -hmm. okay. Which is, I think, one of the benefits of this game. Like, it's not like that crazy of a story you know which i liked but yeah yeah omar yeah. from what i remember you have like at least gone like watch the story so you you i feel like you at least know like the gist of it and uh if anything you can always be the question asker mm -hmm. guiding yeah. us into what you want to know true true sure true. i definitely know some beats like i think i went through this before five came out but yeah yeah can't remember too much so, honestly i feel like 80% of the people who played Metal Gear Solid 5 watched the <laughs> the movie of this on YouTube and was like, yep, yeah. that's Peace Walker, all right. Why don't we start there? Because we normally kick off with like our experience with the game we're playing, right? Because many of us are returning to the series. Um, Jack, I did exactly what you just said <laughs> leading up to Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, I've said it for every game so far, but I did play 1, 2, 3 the week before. And then I ended up watching Peace Walker because I was intimidated. I thought it was going to be super long. Apparently, it's not too long. But um, I did watch the cutscenes back in the day. Um, I played it this time around on PS3 in the collection. I did enjoy the story a lot when I watched it originally. Um, this time, I played about eight hours of it. I got really sidetracked on the Mother Base stuff because that, I think, is very addicting. So I ended up watching the remaining cutscenes this time around, and I intend on finishing it. So I'll have a little asterisk on my rankings as we go through this. But uh, Kevin, I know you have no history of Peace Walker, but you knew something about Peace Walker going into this playthrough, right? Yeah, so um, I did know that it was regarded very, very highly. Um, one, Greg Miller, uh, uh, favorite game, I think, of his before God of War came out in 2018. Um, so I did know that, but I really tried to separate that and try to make my own, you know, opinion. Uh, spoiler alert, it's very similar to that, uh, opinion that I heard from Greg and everything and heard from other people as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I remember, you know, seeing this on like the PSP store as well, like back in the day as a kid and everything, I think. Um, but like I, you know, once again, like knew very little of it. I just knew the name and everything. Sure. Um, and yeah, like I did always thought like the peace iconography was really cool yeah. and definitely like like the way they use peace in this game is like a really, really cool way. Um, obviously blending into like the time period that this takes place in and just 
how they use peace in this is I think so so cool. So I I I I, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just that that iconography we'll get into it for sure, but it is very um strong with the game, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember this was almost I think maybe my first Metal Gear because I was looking for PSPs around the time this came out and it was this great package. It was Peace Walker and like a real nice green PSP three thousand. I almost got it, I did not, and then I ended up playing like portable ops at some point. And I was like, let me play the original Metal Gear, but uh yeah. Oh, also side note, I guess I should say like what what I played on. I did play it on my Vita, mm-hmm. right? Uh although damn I did look at the PS3 gameplay of this game and Mm. Mm-hmm. That one looks good, but I'm glad that I played it in the format that it was intended to. Not really because PSP, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm so happy the way I played it. But God, that PSG version looks really good, mm-hmm. really good. Uh, Jack, what is your history of Peace Walker, and how did you play it this time around? Yeah, so similar to what you did, Christian, I around like 2013 or 14, I played through the whole series via the Legacy Collection, um, which is how I played peace walker this go around except i was playing peace walker back then and i got to the point where the game requires you to like uh go to mother base and like build c4 and i was like i don't really want to do that my stupid adolescent high school mind was like i don't want to build up mother base um how stupid i was but uh this is the and then i watched the like movie version of it on youtube but uh yeah this is the first time i actually like played through uh the game to completion um so yeah it was it was uh, really nice to actually like go through and, you know, touch the sticks for the first time, really, and just make my way through. And I played this on PS3. Nice. How long, how long did it take you to beat it, Jack? Since I think we're the only two that beat the game here. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I don't think I screenshotted, like, the final screen or whatever, or even if there was one. I think it probably took me around... 18 17 to 18 hours to beat yeah 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 it how about you it only i mean like uh easy place to see it is the save file when you load into your save file it has the time mm-hmm. on there um i think i'm around like 17 too like 16 or 17 so we're around the same ballpark for sure yeah. definitely so totally yeah yeah i think this and four were about the same length for me yeah yeah gotcha yeah um Omar, I know you didn't get your hands on it recently, but do, what is your history with Peace Walker like? Because I think Jack was correct. Like, you do have a history with it. Yeah, so um, remember that PSB I showed off last week or whatever, whenever that was? Mm-hmm. I went looking to see if I had my Peace Walker save from, like, 2010 still, and my PSB was filled with uh, Japanese Peace Walker saves. Oh. If uh, you get maybe what happened there, <laughs> game came out a week early in Japan. PSPs were oh, crazy. I see. I see. Um, so I think I played some of it like that. And then I think I did pick... I, I have a copy of it, and I tried playing it. Um, honestly, like, portably. Like, I, I remember, like, there was a muse- uh, field trip to a museum in sixth grade. I remember struggling on a boss fight uh, playing that game on a PSP on that bus. But uh Otherwise, yeah, I got stuck at that boss fight, and I just never kind of went back to it. And for some reason, I kind of still haven't gone back. I don't know. Was it the PSP Go? Uh, no, I had the I have the um, the red PSP as well, the Kratos one, the God of yes. War bundle. Yes, yeah. yes, sir. Did you have that one? That. My yeah. little brother had that God of War one. Yeah. Uh, but but like I was gonna say, you know, the patented definitive way is the 
no, it's not. It's it's still the Vita. Then we'll go PSP Go right under there, and then we'll go PSP. You know what I'm saying? But is it really yeah. definitive if the right analog stick does nothing? Listen, listen, man, listen. You know, probably not. You're right. You're right. I can't even defend that. But yeah. <laughs> I actually found it to not be that bad. Maybe I just got used to it. Could be that, right? Because 17 hours, you're gonna eventually get used to it. But um, other than like making some like precise aiming uh uh cases with like you know a sniper or like an ar or whatever but like overall i found it to be not the worst thing in the world sure. you know well, so. why don't we get into the gameplay then because this is following up metal gear solid 4 release wise uh we will get to the story but we are picking up with big boss uh not really many carryovers from snake eater in terms of gameplay influence here uh, i definitely think it's more so for and uh we'll talk about this later but elements are here lay the groundwork for future games but the game like kevin said released on the psp so the psp does have an interesting control scheme for a 3d world uh the face buttons i believe use the uh the camera for your look yeah 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 but yeah yeah luckily the ps3 version does allow right analog stick control i think it's a huge improvement over snake eater which i'm i feel like comparing this game more to snake eater than four just because maybe it's big boss and that's why i'm doing that but jack you also played on ps3 uh control wise how did you feel moving from four and to some extent snake eater to this one yeah, so I feel like Peace Walker controls very well. Um, mostly because it's very simplified, I feel. Um, and I feel like playing on PS3 gives you a very big advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, because Kevin was mentioning, like, there's some instances where you have to be a little bit more accurate. And I feel like having the dual analog stick uh, on the DualShock really gives you an advantage. Because I found almost no difficulty in the moment-to-moment -moment go through the environments there's like maybe three to five guards in these areas and just crank them and then they're gone um i found that to be maybe a little too easy uh but at the end of the day i found it to be super fun because it wasn't just tranking them and moving on it was analyzing them and seeing if they're a good fit for mother base um at the beginning just sort of getting as many people as you can and then sort of weeding them out as you go along be like oh i need a c rank i need a b rank i need to uh fill up my um r&d team or the the mess hall team that sort of thing so it, it ended up being um a little bit more complex than just aim and shoot at these dudes in the woods which was really easy it was all of the stuff surrounding that gameplay that uh really made it feel completely unique to any other metal gear game so i i I feel like at the time this was released, I, I feel like this was a really great, unique Metal Gear. Yeah, and I, I'll completely co-sign everything that you just said. My only thing I don't love about the way the game plays is that there's no prone crawl, which was an element mm. in definitely 4, and I think it was in 3. It's definitely in 1 and 2 as well, but yeah, that was a big uh, problem yeah, that I... definitely. It bothered me, you know, especially when I was trying to be stealthy in some certain areas and uh, laying down, crouching, crouch walking, which glad this crouch walking, but 
I would have liked it if I could have just done a prone crawl here or there. That would have been nice. But yeah, like I think that's also the one gameplay aspect, like comparing it to like the console ones that we played in the past. Um, that is definitely like the biggest, you know, like thing that is not in the game. But hey, I had crouch walk. I made it work. Mm-hmm. I would have rather not had prone crawl than negated crouch walk and like snake eater which was wild to me you know what i'm saying which i think felt way more cape not chaotic but like way more broken in terms of gameplay like without having that crouch walk so at least you had crouch walk but i definitely feel you and like um yeah yeah like it was weird to have just the prone just be like you're just prone like you can't move there very much like just hiding you know that's essentially what it is um but i would I'm glad we had uh, crouch walk. So, yeah. And I'm was, with you on that. was this the first instance where maybe I'm misremembering because it's been like a week since I beat it? Uh, the left and right triggers have always been your like support and uh, main weapon like sort of inventories. Is that changed in this one, or am I getting ahead of myself? I think I remember it is because wait, if I remember, it's the left and right D pad. For yeah. like like you're you're you you hold the left and then scroll with square and O to do your weapons and then you do the right you hold the sorry no you hold the right D pad for your weapons and your different equipment that's more like lethal and then your left D pad is for uh like the Fulton recovery system, your rations and like your items yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And you scroll with square and O at least on Vita and PSP. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I, I think yeah. you're right. The the new what was new about this one was how mission-based it was and just sort of gearing up before each particular mission and limiting yourself to the equipment you need. I think you can only carry, like, two guns. Um, and uh, then, Actually, that depends. Well, it depends on what you're wearing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you start off, you can only carry two guns and have, like, different equipment and then support items. So I feel like that was... That's the, one of the bigger... Um, but it, it feels like this game starts with a clean slate in a lot, a lot of ways in terms of gameplay, um, where, like, I feel like this is a, a totally different approach to the more linear aspects of Metal Gear previously. So uh, I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's really great, too, as somebody who's, like, returning as well, because I think there are elements of 4 in here, like the ring is helpful and the crouch walk is nice and just the way you maneuver in a 3d metal gear i think it takes notes from that but what it does to reestablish it in terms of that like system and the flow of the mission-based structure and all that stuff it does make it very addicting and i think helped we talked a lot about this with metal gear solid 3 like that game sort of putting the series on a path that wasn't amazing i think the choices made in peace walker also put the series on a path that i think was probably a lot better than the path we were on with snake eater um but yeah as far as how we interact with the game i really really love how peace walker plays it's it's a great game control wise considering it was developed for a psp with only two triggers and one analog stick so yeah that's that's what i had to remember playing on a ps3 because there were some parts where i was like oh this feels a little simple but 
at the end of the day, you're right. This was made for a handheld mm-hmm. device, and I just so happen to be playing it on a uh, PS3. But yeah, if I mean, with that in mind, it's pretty incredible that this is a, a portable game, and sure. I feel like they nail that in a lot of aspects. That's I think my biggest takeaway, you know, with Peace Walker is that like I'm still blown away at like how console it feels. You know, like in, in like the very truest sense, like it really does like gameplay wise, other than you not being able to prone crawl, it, ex- you know, for all intents and purposes, like really does feel like a console Metal Gear Solid, you know, like it, it's it. I think they did a really, really good job at that, Um like to, you know, there's some cases where like, yeah, if you stand far away from an uh um enemy they still won't see you even though you're clear as day you can be just in the middle of the street and if they're just at a certain point they still won't spot you and everything like just stuff like that reminds you that it's uh handheld and definitely which we will get to like some of the boss fights you definitely feel like you're on the psp and you definitely feel like you're on the vita in terms of just like controls where sometimes like you just cannot make actions that you want to make very quickly and that might you know result in you taking damage and everything but i think this game really does play really really great and like that is just it it really does hold up i i feel like it holds up 100 like, like i i really really enjoyed it um i think it like i think overall like the the other kind of game that i played recently on psp that was a psp game that um like felt console-esque in a way that gets close to it was uh crisis core um 587 crisis core and um like i i felt like that one was a little bit more handheld gamey as opposed to this where like i think this is like a whole different level right and like i forgot which one launched first or whatever i don't know which one came out first but um it's a similar structure of like you know stages and missions and everything but i think it plays better here in peace walker for sure so definitely definitely holds up so uh go ahead omar i i remember exactly where this game was enough for me and i'm wondering if uh yeah if okay so i was uh i was i don't know 12 or something when i played this so pretty bad game i'm I'm not a great gamer now but i probably maybe could have done this now but i think it was the zeke fight is it like kind of early on or like no no Zeke's at the very no. end. No, Zeke's Zeke, at the very Zeke end. Had, yeah, Zeke's at like. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you? What? You might be Metal talking Gear... about the the one. one of um, the. Yeah, with, yeah. Uh, Huey, Huey's like guiding you through it. Is it the big like you're in like an arena type? Mm. Yes, totally. Page? That's yup. Okay, what, yup. Uh-huh. What one's that? Do you know that? Yeah. I forgot what that one's called, but okay. that is also the mission where I'm like, fuck, like okay, this. Yeah, it's it's every boss fight from there on out. It's like oof, like I kind of wish I had like a dual shock or or like a dual sense to to control this because the yeah yeah I I I feel you. I definitely the, feel that. Yeah, are, for sure. Are there like more with all the building the base stuff? Are there like more RPG mechanics in there too? Where like I feel like I dropped the game because I was like, man, I must be under leveled or something. Or like not under leveled, but like not have enough resources at that point. So. To get through that, that, that's where I was like getting lost with my okay. time. Like I was, I was getting too yeah. invested with that stuff, and I do think it will will absolutely be a benefit to you. But I was just like, 
it's satisfying to see the numbers go up to see the bars go up because you, depending on how like how you're playing what you're accruing in your missions like you can choose to i think it's gmp is like the currency yeah. um GMP, yeah you can invest that into r&d um a bunch of other different categories and based on what you invest in it will, re will reward you with um i think like new items new tech new weapons and stuff like that as you progress so like if you invest in that you'll already have better gear to bring into missions so you will have an easier time but you only have a certain amount of gmp that you can spend based on what you're doing so i imagine you could grind it i was absolutely taking like my time going through missions i had like really really combing through trying to like make sure i was thorough and that's why i took so long with it um but yeah i i would say in a sense there's definitely an rpg-esque progression here through that yeah 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 like i do want to as a panel like you know i think we should all kind of run down i think jack already did like a little bit but like how did we go about building up our mother base right because like i got the analyzer right and yeah i I was doing like a little bit of that early on where I was scanning different enemies and seeing like their rank and all that and doing all that. But at a certain point, it's like, you know what? I'm with Miller. We're a, we're a, we're a nice, you know, uh, 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 you know, Silicon Valley, like startup. Right. So let's just, let's just get anybody. Let's just get everyone and let's try and just do like a mass, just hiring spree. Let's just build up mother base as fast as possible. You know? So I was just doing that where like, I think, uh, the f level one Fulton, you only have like I think eight, and then level two I think you have more and stuff like that. So, um, uh, I would just go into missions, do it, and like you know I would knock out homies and uh, bring them up to my mother base, and not even regarding of what their stats were until I got to mother base. Um, there is like a auto assign, which is really nice, but I felt like the auto assign wasn't giving me the results that I wanted. Because I kind of want to just raise Mother Base um, in a very kind of flat level and just have everyone rise up, like from medical to food to R&D to combat and everything, Intel as well. Um, but I always had more of a higher level in R&D than anything else, for sure. Because that's what you really want to do to get those new um, weapons and items to help you be better in missions going forward. Um, but... I really love the mother base stuff. I really, really, really loved it. Like, like that's it's is probably like my second favorite thing about the game. To be honest with you, like I, I, it, it really connect with me. I did want to ask Christian this. Like, it kind of scratched like a Animal Crossing type vibe, <laughs> you know, of just like organizing and like you know just being the head of like this this facility and everything like it 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 scratched a similar itch that animal crossing does you know of of like just making choices in a given area you know for a group of people like i don't know like that's kind of like a long stretch there but i i really had that uh takeaway and i really really loved it for sure but yeah. what did everyone else think yeah i was definitely a little more choosy uh like jack was saying about like really analyzing and making sure like okay who are you what will you do for me um but yeah my, my mother base progression didn't get super far yet but um 
I, I do really like the system. I think it's interesting here. I like that you can allocate it to different departments, which will benefit you in different ways. Um, yeah. And it like it it definitely feels like a first stab at it in certain ways. Like I wish it was a little more clear in certain ways of like rewards like rate of return on investment for what you're spending your points into because at some points yeah. i was like i was mostly doing r&d because i was like okay i imagine that'll get me cooler gear and i wasn't really going in on medical or anything like that i was i was mainly focusing on one thing because i wasn't really sure how much of a downside it would be to spread it all out early on when i was very strict uh strapped for gmp but yeah, yeah, like, at at a certain point, like, I tried the Ottawa sign, like, once, and I didn't like the outcome, so I was just looking at whoever was in the waiting room, and what was your highest stat? Okay, you're the best at intel, you're going to intelligence, you know, etc., and that's how I did it. Um, uh, but I do feel you on, like, you know, I'm not entirely sure what intelligence did for me. I think it gave me access to better, like, radar items and stuff like that but i'm not entirely sure about that i think like the food department just kept everyone fed and like i know like there's a percentage of like food that you have and mine was always like in like the 130 percent 150 percent so i wasn't really like sure like how beneficial that was and like if i need to keep putting people that were good at food there Mm-hmm. If it's already over 100% and different stuff like that. So I feel you on like, you know, it wasn't entirely clear on like what you were, what like the benefits would be. Um, and even in like R&D were like the main department where you really want to be investing in all that. Like, I wish that it wasn't like a random factor of like, oh, okay. Like, you know, eventually you got to level X here in R&D. Uh, here's level two of Fulton. Like, I kind of wish I knew what I was working towards, Mm -hmm. for sure. Like, I think that would have been super cool to see what you could develop in the future if you keep putting into R&D. But, um, yeah, I so I I hear you on, like, it feels like a first go at it, for sure. sure. For sure. Um, I I think, in theory, Mother Base is a really great idea in this game. And in practice, in a lot of ways, it's cool. But... The one complaint I had about it was I didn't feel like the enemies that you were trying to pick up really leveled with you all that much. Um, Because at a certain point, you get, like, you're starting to progress. Like, you're getting soldiers that have, like, D ranks and then C ranks. But towards the end of the game, I still had people that were C ranked. So it it seemed like maybe I didn't play enough side ops or something like that. But um, I was mostly doing Golden Path stuff. But I, I wasn't getting the higher ranked higher ranked levels that I was anticipating from the soldiers. So it was more of a slow burn in building up mother base. Um, And I think that could work over the course of a a longer game. But with this being only a 17 hour game, I I feel like I wanted to have a better grasp on building mother base than I actually did Mm -hmm. uh, in this game. Uh, But still, I really like the idea of putting soldiers um, in your base, taking them from an enemy unit and like sort of, being like, hey, you can work work for us now, and then fight for peace. Uh, yeah, use, using their talents and then uh, using them to build new weapons and stuff like that. I found like what you guys are saying. R and D is probably the most useful one. Some oh, of them yeah. like kind of just fade into the background. I wish, I wish, wish each um, department in this had a little bit more to do. But uh, like what Christian said, I think it, it was a good first attempt at 
Mother Miss, and um, some of it is is really great. Some of it I wish could be improved. Yeah, like I mean, when when you uh, send someone up to Mother Base and like you get back after the mission, and it's like, oh, he was sent to uh, uh, not the like torture room, but like well, let's call it like rehabilitation. Like yeah, like they like need to be like convinced more. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. Like the way they gave like little narratives to the people that are in Mother Base, or like you know, uh, oh, uh, you know, I sent out Team A to do a mission the uh the combat unit stuff and like oh he came back injured so he's in the sick bay like like stuff like that i thought was super cool some of my homies died you know mm-hmm. that was unfortunate but you know Assassin's Creed brother. Yeah, nice little, yeah. mm, you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um but yeah like um i feel like the like i don't know like i think it would have been kind of cool but also now i think about it, it might be really stupid i think but like if every unit had like a side activity that you could send that department to do to get better stats, like the combat unit where you can send them on different ops around the world and stuff sure. like that. And um, like, I don't know, like, I guess you could send the cooking department to like, I don't know, uh, Hell's Kitchen or something like that. And like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that sounds kind of dumb, but like, I think the way they did it with the combat unit is super just passive and just, you know, hey, it's just means to up the stats of not only the combat unit and those that go on missions, but you get rewarded. Sometimes they, they bring back other people and everything through, like, I think word of mouth they were saying. Some people came to Mother Base and everything. So I, I'm i I'm more positive on it, but, like, there were definitely, you know, aspects of, like, ah, oh, like, I wish it was a little bit more in-depth, you sure. know, but very, very good fresh crack for sure. So yeah. wrapping up on gameplay, I want to ask you, Jack, this question. Um I feel like in many cases, games developed for limited hardware with grand ambition can be really, really great and stand out among like other games on that console. Like the PS1, um, like the original Resident Evil, I think the choice to use fixed camera angles does so much for that game to make it scarier than almost any other PS1 game and they're able to flesh it out they're able to have these really detailed environments and all these things because of that choice i think in a similar way peace walker being constrained by the psp made a lot of choices that we've just gone over that really make it a standout psp game but playing it on the ps3 did you were you as impressed playing it the way you did or was it a lot of just like, wow, I can't believe this was on the PSP? A lot of it was being impressed by the fact that this was a handheld game that translates fairly well to the PS3 sure. into a console setting. Um, and, you know, obviously instantly you're making those comparisons to past Metal Gear games. And for me, this was my first uh, portable Metal Gear game. I know Portable Ops it came before this. I know that's also, like, not really canon because Kojima didn't work on it um, in the same capacity he did with this game. But um, I feel like this this holds up well as a Metal Gear game in general, and I'm impressed mostly by the fact that this is a portable game. Like I said earlier, though, I think there are a lot of instances, mostly in like the transitioning from area to area where you're just taking out guards, that was just super easy, and I, I think... On the whole, this is probably the easiest Metal Gear game, in my opinion, um, save for the boss fights, mm-hmm. which continues the trend of just having bad boss fights, in my opinion. Um, 
there are some interesting aspects where uh i like you're shooting weak points and stuff i don't feel like that's anything new but that was new to metal gear at least um and there were no distracting bad villains Mm -hmm. uh but i i'm still of the opinion at this point going through this uh um long play club that metal gear solid one really is only the game that has the, the best standout boss fights uh but on the whole i i think this is a very impressive uh uh, portable game, and I, I honestly feel like it kind of supersedes the PlayStation uh, Portable in a lot of ways. It's just a good Metal Gear game. Sure. Did, did you feel like the um, the bosses are like bullet spongy in a way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that's because of like this game's like a four player co op game too? Which mm. do you think some of that is like it's built around like that kind of grind or something? Yeah, or... I could see that so, because like those yeah. are the instances where you would really want to play with friends because I, I i can't see myself wanting to play with friends going from jungle area to jungle area because it's already easy enough as it is on the console but i i think that's it's the difficulty ramps up like enormously in those sections so i think you're oh, yeah. you're on yeah. with that so yeah. i i did a little bit of research uh before coming into this episode about like the history of the game and there were cool a few really interesting things i wanted to bring up so Kojima originally wasn't going to direct the game. Uh, he like did an outline for it, and he thought it was going to be too confusing for people, so he wanted to come in and make sure it was pretty straightforward and not confusing. So he wrote it, produced it, directed it um, when it started going into development. And the reason he wanted to not be complex is because for some reason, Konami wanted this game to appeal to like high schoolers and younger people. And that's why it had, like, the imagery it does, the yellows, the colorful stuff. They wanted to make it very poppy. Uh, Like, the music as well, the era. All of that stuff was because they wanted to market it at younger people in Japan. And at the same time, you know, PSP, we're talking about co-op, right? What was the biggest PSP co-op game in Japan in the late 2000s? Monster Hunter, exactly. So... It's a huh. it's a Metal Gear version of a Monster Hunter. That's what this game is mm. in terms of its multiplayer, its co op, its boss fights, targeting it's specific Monster areas, Hunter. Uh, the bungee bosses. There's even Monster Hunter crossover stuff in here. Like there's stuff with a Palico in there, the little cat guy. You can fight a Rathian. Um, you can fight like a monster version of Metal Gear Rex. Like there's tons of Monster Hunter crossover in here, and I think. It's very strange. That doesn't make sense in the canon. It doesn't. How does that happen? <laughs> it's very strange, but I think that layer of the game, none of us really experienced that because we didn't play this in co-op, but it's just very interesting that they were going for that structure and they made it still feel like it's a Metal Gear Solid game with the exception of some bullet spongy bosses, apparently. Damn, I never thought about the connection, but yeah, no, that, that totally checks out, yeah. yeah. I, I guess I never thought about, like, the boss fights, like, being... I don't know why I didn't think about it. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. those are essentially, like, Monster Hunter-type fights, right? Like, yeah. uh, more, I mean, you know, not directly, because obviously this game, I feel like it's inspired Loki by Monster Hunter, but, like, Horizon, you know, when you're fighting, like, a huge machine in Horizon or whatever. Like, like that similar dynamic. Yeah, I totally didn't even think about that. Good stuff, Christian, good stuff. And that. there's, Dude, a, like... like even in the menu, because um, I knew about the crossover before I played the game, right? But 
gotcha. the beginning of the game, when you're picking settings and stuff, one of the control scheme options, at least on PS3, gives you the option of Monster Hunter controls. So Does it say Monster Hunter? It does, yeah. It says like Monster oh, Hunter shit. style. So Wow. Is that the uh, is that the claw? I think so, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, Man. Um so why don't we touch on the story briefly? Because I think it's a well, pretty straightforward story, but Can I ask one question before we dive into this? Sure. Absolutely. About uh canon and stuff. Do they ever like I've seen screenshots of this game and it's like four naked snakes walking around. Do they ever try to explain Ways that within the canon? Well, sure, but do they do something? Do they try? I don't I, they don't have to, but... It, okay. Probably not. Fuck it. Okay. It'd be funny. It's that Metal Gear Survive wormhole. True. Okay, sure. There you go. Yeah. Um, or it's like in Halo where everyone, if your co-op plays, has two Master Chiefs or two Arbiters. Right. <laughs> also, a quick thing that's like about like the game itself, like... Like... Uh, whatever yeah like the game itself uh i had the option which i don't know if it's on ps3 version you, you guys let me know uh i had the option to opt out of a data install for like vo during cutscenes and all that um which i thought was very interesting because like i i don't see why you wouldn't do that to be honest but like i guess if you don't have space for that you can get no voice acting in the cut in the cutscenes which you definitely should do voice acting in the cutscenes. They're fucking great, mm -hmm. uh, which we will get to. Uh, but yeah, I just th thought that was a little interesting, kind of like old school PSP type of decision they would have you make. You know, I think it was like eight gigs or something like that. Like it was reasonably. Oh, it was eight gigs high for no. Like I forget how much the actual game I mean, is. It would make sense, you know, that uncompressed was, yeah. MPS4 sound, you know, and the it, PSP being so sure. limited, right? Yeah. But think yeah. about memory stick duo prices, and like yeah. the PSP Go had 16 gigs of installed yeah. internal memory. That's probably yeah, why yeah. the option. Yeah, right. like at the end of the day, it's like right, like you know, the the price of a gig was much higher back in like 2007 or mm -hmm. whenever this game came out to us remember those vita memory card prices dude yes sir <laughs> yes we do yes sir i paid uh, like two like a hundred dollars for like 32 gigs and it's probably i think like it's that. more than that now on a secondhand market it's definitely more than that yes sir um, definitely more than that <laughs> kevin you brought up the story uh this mm -hmm. on a grand scheme the whole gist of this is it takes place a little bit after the end of snake eater big boss disappears uh, he's not calling himself Big Boss because he doesn't like this relation. He doesn't like this burden. He goes into Central America, creates the military San Frontier. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a uh, uh, Mercenaries Without Borders, I think. Mercenaries Without Borders, yeah. Yeah. Borders yeah. Without Borders, yeah. Uh, and he's working with Cos Miller, a character who we've heard about before but has never actually seen in person because when we saw Kaz Miller in Metal Gear Solid 1 it was actually liquid uh, but this is where we get to see a bit of Big Boss's surrounding cast come into play like drawing to those connections from MGS1. In Snake Eater we saw him create a relationship with Ocelot who we see in 1 and here we get to see the fostering of Kaz Miller and Big Boss, which I thought was interesting. How do we feel about Kaz in the game? He's kind of your right-hand man the whole time. Uh, Kevin, did you pick up on the fact that it was Kaz from MGS1? 
I forgot MGS one. I remember it mentioned in MGS three. I think I remember something about a Cos Miller for sure, mm -hmm. but I did not remember MGS one. So that's cool mm -hmm. as fuck. Wait, but like, they... so it was it was Liquid posing as him, right? Yes. Two Solid Snake, not like okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, okay. I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So that's do they do the um? They don't do the remember this from Metal Gear Solid Four at all? <laughs> do, they, no. do they really the... not? The uh, tap act? No, there was, yeah. no, there was none like that. Nope, nope. You guys are selling me on Peace Walker. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> There's some good flashbacks though. The the certain scenes for sure that we'll get to that are yeah, beautiful. Okay. So oh, yeah, yeah. The way that the majority of the story is doled out, there are some like rendered cutscenes, but the majority of it is this really great uh, hand drawn comic book art style. Kevin, I talked with you about this a couple weeks ago when we, we were playing through it, but like. Very much reminded me of Infamous, the original. Yes, Infamous. sir. Love yes, how they sir. use comic books in that game to tell their story. And I think, again, the limitations of the PSP, it lets you fill in a lot of the action in ways that probably would have looked way more awkward than Snake Eater if they were trying to do that on a PSP. And we got pretty stunning art out of it. So I really love the cutscenes in this game. Jack, what do you feel about the cutscenes? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think in a lot of ways the art in this makes peace walker one of the most beautiful uh metal gear games yeah. um and it's not obviously it's not going for a realistic style it's very much the choice of all right we have the psp <laughs> this isn't going to look like a beautiful game because it's a portable device let's just do this very striking i believe yoji shinkawa art style um which i thought of omar when i was playing this game because i know all of us felt this way but i think omar in particular um really missed out on the artwork uh from the codec stuff uh from metal gear solid one and that is just the entirety of the art style in this game it's just really striking visuals and like what christian was saying like in a comic book style way um i think the art's beautiful i think the way it they can uh, they convey the story is very striking via the art style um i think it was an amazing choice and i i just like Good art never really ages, but like if they tried to go for a realistic approach, this would have aged very quickly. Um, yeah. So I I think they made a great decision, and I think the game is gorgeous because of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it's 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 really stunning. It's it's the best. I mean, I yeah, I I think I'm gonna say this for real. Like I think this is the best way they've conveyed narrative in by the Gear Solid period i think to be honest like n like no more like you know 25 minute codec calls of just you know staring at which granted mgs1 codec very very cool very, very beautiful you know seeing those um uh heads just talking and like you know moving and everything but i think with this art style like there's just a sense of beauty here that it looks so good and you blend that with the voice acting and just the sound and the soundtrack and the way they use certain sound effects like in it is just it's it's beautiful like the the like na 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 the the, the, the like weird tune that they use for the uh machines i guess like i forgot the actual term of them but like that is such a memorable melody and tune that like just encapsulates peace walker as a whole like i i really love the way they the, the the way they do those cutscenes, you know. Yeah. Um, shout out to Infamous as well. Shout out to Infamous. I definitely think 
it has a great style in the game. I think it doesn't have some of the personality as the codec in one. I think it it's going for a different thing, but hmm. I think that's because of the tone of the story. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. Metal Gear Solid One's codecs, I think are. I, they're definitely like they're iconic nobody's questioning that at all but like I, I do think the way that mgs1 handles its dumps of storytelling through the codec still has more of a personality that feels more metal gear where here i think it was a great choice and it's beautiful and very artistic and i love it here i feel like they're going for different things but i i definitely you know i i think i could have used a bit more of that codec personality in some of the cutscenes because uh, I think a lot of it is much more of a they're trying to make a moving painting which I think is amazing but I think some of like the the comedy doesn't hit as strong as like a deadpan codec thing um, but again that's just a very minor right, thing I had because right. I, I think it was Jack like you said perfect choice for the story of the game yeah. by the and way the... oh sorry sorry go ahead Jack I was going to say, the game definitely takes itself a lot more seriously than previous Metal Gear games. Mm -hmm. And the way that they told the story, I think, uh, is in line with the tone of this game. I I felt like the codec began to overstay its welcome um, a few games into the Metal Gear series, especially Metal Gear Solid 3. I was not a fan. (laughs) And I feel like the codec made for a lot of awkward instances, and I was pretty much ready for it to just you know fade into the background uh i i think one and two are really the only games that utilize the codec in great ways um yeah largely because of the limitations of telling stories in games back then uh but i i feel like this is a really good transition like like i said i feel like peace walker is kind of a clean slate in a lot of ways and this is one of those instances sure i i feel like uh sorry kevin no no, uh, no go ahead, go ahead. one and two like are great with the codec because um, they use it to fuck with you on a, mm. numerous occasions. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, after two, they've kind of done that, right? It's over. You can't do it again. Right. Like, which I think, uh, yeah, the three codec is just boring. Um, for some reason, though, I feel like I can't get engaged with the comic book art style on this like I can with either regular cutscenes or like, just honestly, I, I could just stare at the codec for hours and just listen to the radio drama. But, um, yeah. Uh, it's definitely gorgeous, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I, especially, like, I think, Christian, you mentioned this about Metal Gear Solid 4, about some of those cutscenes feeling like a, a stage play. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think this is kind of an improvement on that in definitely, a lot of ways. Yeah. But even still, I, I feel like I'm just more engaged with seeing the the CG people doing stuff. But, sure. Yeah. So, like, sorry, just, just real quick, just about the codec, now that we're talking about it. Like, the codec in this game, right... It's really bad, right? Like, like you you can't choose who you're calling in this codec. Yeah. It's kind of just like you, you just keep button. you just keep triggering it, and then oh, no. you might get just a random person at mother base. Most times it's Miller, of course, but like sometimes it's you know Amanda or 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 I think I had Paz one time as well or Chico, etc. But like. I found it very odd how like you weren't able to select who you wanted to talk to. Um, yeah, I this is the worst codec for sure. Like the worst like physical codec that we've had so far is it's definitely this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cutscenes, you know, the the actual cutscenes are great, mm-hmm. obviously. 
um and like even the like before and after you do a segment in the game when you're on your way back to like the base or whatever sometimes you and miller have a conversation to kind of like tee up the next mission and everything i thought that was pretty okay and like i guess that's another aspect of the codec i guess you can say even though that's not like a controllable aspect necessarily but the controllable physical aspect of the codec i thought was really bad in this game but so yeah about the story as a whole like i don't think it's anything revolutionary and we don't we don't have to pick apart the story i think it does its job you know like there's this mystery of the boss's voice showing up but it's actually an ai and um see that isn't a mystery to me or like i feel like that doesn't hook me the way i want it to okay. or like you know in the beginning of the game it's like you know naked snake after shooting the boss in the face it's like <gasps> the boss is still alive i i can't buy it i can't buy into it um it's not like a major issue, but it's a bit of a nitpick, I guess. It's like I, yeah. I feel like as a conceit for why he wants to get into some of this, it's a little lame. I mean, but. the last game we saw him in, he dealt with a ghost many times, and he got shot through the eye. So, like, very true, Christian. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's what, like, I, I totally get that, Omar. Like, because yeah, I, I even saw some tweets like when I was talking about the game on Twitter. As I was playing it, like some people, um, I just like like a lot of people tweet at me, like having a problem with like they just couldn't get behind like why would why would Snake think that the boss is alive? Like that doesn't make any sense, you know what I'm saying? But sure. like I don't know, I kind of just backed up and just try to like view it from his point of view. Like you know, that was a very traumatic like thing that happened, yeah. right? And like you know, he has questions about um, you know like did she really defects and like you know she and like it's clear that at least how i interpret it that like snake hasn't really dealt with losing the boss yeah. on a very core fundamental emotional level mm -hmm. which would make him just grab onto anything as like a weak point and would make him act a little bit less level-headed than he would normally or like less rational than he would normally so like for me it kind of worked out just a sense of like uh a way that you know he has to see what is up with this, I think, as a part of, like, a grieving process for him internally. Um, but, yeah, like, I hear you. Like, it's a little bit weird for Boss, I mean, for Snake to assume that, oh, okay, the boss's voice, that must mean that she's alive, mm -hmm. you know? Or, 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 like, that to be, like, one of his things that he would think about could possibly be the case, you know? So I, 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 I hear you, but it worked for me. I don't know. For sure. Yeah, I, like, I, I, sorry, Jack, uh, just real quick. <laughs> like, I just feel like... Uh, there's no possible answer to the whole boss mystery that would have satisfied me in this game. If they open up, you know, like sure. mm. if they, if she was alive or she ends up being like an AI, right? Yeah. It's like, which, all right. I, I think the AI call is interesting just because it's helping lay the foundation for where the series goes, you know? And I think that's an well, interesting choice, but it's doing that backwards though. Right. Yeah. yeah but it just like, okay. it's still bridging that gap that, exists that we talked a lot about before with the with big boss of just like you're making a lot of leaps from snake eater to all this shit so like i do think retroactively like putting that point in here and tying it to him is interesting because personally i like where we explore big boss in the game like if we had to do that through him thinking the boss might still be alive it's silly but i I'm fine with it because for me, the story is less about what's actually going on and more about 
me seeing Big Boss grow because we talked a about this a lot with Snake Ear and Jack, I remember you heavily being a vocal critic. We were all, all were, but I remember you very, very vocally being a critic of Naked Snake in 3. Um, I think we can all agree that the story's kind of whatever, but it's in service of Big Boss. So at the end of this game, how did you feel about Big Boss compared to Snake, uh, Snake Eater? Well, I was going to say about the boss being in this game. Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I guess that ties into your question, too. I, I definitely appreciate Naked Snake slash Big Boss much more in this game than I did in Metal Gear Solid 3. You're kind of, like, supposed to not like him throughout the whole uh, run-through of Metal Gear Solid 3, in a way. Um, which is fine. I know that's the intent. It doesn't really work for me. Yeah. Um, but at the very end of that game, like, what I think we, we all were saying, um, the inklings of transitioning from Metal Gear Solid 3 onward after the events of that with the boss was an interesting proposition for Naked Snake. Um, and I really appreciate that you get the sense that once Big Boss realizes everything that he did and all of his actions after Eva tells him that, he feels probably very regretful. And I like how the possibility of the boss being alive gets him to do the action of this game because he's like, he's probably thinking I made a mistake or I didn't, I didn't have all the knowledge necessary before doing what I did. Um, so I did appreciate that he like goes on this mission because he has the chance to sort of, you know, talk to the boss again if he wanted to. Um, and I really like that. I feel like you do get some character growth for uh, big boss in this, that um, obviously you didn't get in Metal Gear Solid three, but uh, at the same point, I was confused at the very end of this game because <laughs> I feel like Metal Gear is one of those series where a character can just come out of the blue and say something and just be like, this is my character now, uh, where the boss goes through this. And then in the very end, like after the credits, um, he's like, oh, I felt betrayed by the boss for laying down her gun because she chose not to be a soldier, even though she just saved the entire world. Mm -hmm. um, and then he takes the big boss title because he feels scorned by the boss. Um, I really feel like just one of those series where they'd be like, character said something now. I don't think it was very developed very much, and that's just how the character is now. Mm. So some things I liked about Big Boss's character, I was somewhat confused by the end. I felt that was kind of out of the blue. I get it. Sure. I get that he wants to be a soldier, but I, I just don't see how he can look at what boss the boss did and feel that way. I, I found that a little confusing. Yeah, because... True, I... Yeah. We know Sorry. from 4, like, him and Zero both had misinterpretations of everything, so I, like, I I guess you can justify it that way, but you're right, they definitely don't develop that line of thought much. Um, I will say, though, because in all of Snake Eater, I was talking about how I, I remember liking Big Boss. Seeing the end of this game, I, I think, especially now, I really like the role Big Boss plays in the series and like seeing him specifically in that role i really enjoy but as a character he's still not like in the top three i'd say so he's kind of a like blank slate in a lot of ways yeah but kevin what do you I think mean, about the story for him yeah no i mean for me like big boss i mean snake i guess throughout the majority of the game you know really it took a, a really really good turn with me uh specifically like i did not like him as naked snake did not like him and MGS3 either for the most part. 
Um, but here, like, you know, when he's having conversations with, like, uh, uh, Amanda and Chico and Paz and, and everyone and, like, uh, Miller as well and uh, the boss as well in some cases in the game, like, Huey, like, I feel like the way he's conversating with these people feels different than Salt Snake, but it it's a fresh and good take that I appreciated from him in this game. Like like I, I really, really grew to like him a lot in this game and like it got me excited to actually see where he goes in Ground Zeroes, you know, and and where he's going to go in MGS five. You know what I'm saying? Like like now it's like I'm hyped to see it that character progressed and see what's going on where like at the end of mgs3 i could really care less like like where he went to be honest like i was not enthused to like see where he went after um i did like the very emotional parts of big boss when like there were points of like very high tense situations where he's screaming like you know and 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 there's there there's like a sense of like real 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 raw emotion that like, I feel like we got, like, hints of it with Solid Snake in some ways, but, like, I feel like it's a lot more with Big Boss. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but, like, I feel like Big Boss is definitely much more of, like, an emotional person, not even in terms of, like, sadness, but just in terms of just raw, just the wide spectrum of just emotions. Like, I feel like Big Boss is a more emotional character, which I think worked for me in terms of just different aspects where he was dealing with something that was very, very bad or like, or, you know, or, or senses of like desperation where like, yeah, he is this legendary hero. He's very capable, but like when something happens where it's a little over his head, like it's cool to see a hero, like freak out a little bit, you know? Right. And like act in like a very, uh, you know, way that you wouldn't expect a hero to act, you know? Like I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think part of that is also that, Big Boss is the villain of many of yeah. the games, so this yeah. you have to get to that point, you know. And I think that's a way to show that for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I have one more question for you, Kevin. Uh, yes, absolutely. How much of this uh, newfound appreciation for Big Boss is tied to the performance? A lot from, oh, from David. Hader. A lot. Okay. A lot. That's why <sighs> we'll get to it, I, but you know, yeah, so I just yeah. That's why it's like, damn, because he's so fucking good in this game like like voice acting like i feel like he did a great job like leaps and bounds but like i know we talked about here that like you know he was given a specific direction to take with naked snake that you know was a bit of a questionable decision whether it was intentional or not you know that's just how it it was right um but whatever he was given here like that was a plus cream of the crop for me like like i think he did such a good job like when he's having these little conversations and like you know when he's uh you know and like there's a little bit of like you know i forgot what it was like uh it was that french woman what was her name do you guys remember was it the, the, that the doctor i think it was the doctor it was no, no 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 it was a woman that you know he studied she, birds huh she studied birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that woman. I forgot what her name is, but her, right? Like, there's, like, that one, like, cheeky comment that he makes with 
Miller were like Miller was like, oh, like I don't know, like there's not a lot of room on Mother Base I thought, to take just a civilian, whatever. And then uh, you know, he goes, Oh, like she's a hot French uh uh lady, you know what I'm saying? Like that's what makes Miller say, Okay, all right, let's bring him on. Like, you know, there was a little bit of that that doesn't age gracefully, obviously, you know what I'm saying? But um like overall I think his interactions with different characters really, really was a good job. Yeah, like it, it definitely a lot of it is is performance for sure. In the first sure. ten minutes of the game you can zoom through uh pauses. Yeah. Layers of clothing. That too. Child. Yeah. So I Dude, forgot about that. Yeah, that too. I was like, wait, there's even worse stuff you can do. Yeah, there oh, is damn. Is there? Uh, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Man, honestly, like I think I feel like Big Boss is worse here than he was in, in Metal Gear Solid Three in terms of being like a perv. <laughs> like, oh well, then I I rest my case. Maybe I just didn't like do what you. No, could I mean he might be a great character in terms of like everything else. I'm sorry, but just like you yeah. know, I remember <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Three. Like we were talking about like how he hits on paramedic, and yeah. like this one he's like, how old is Paz even? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he's like, she's like seventeen, I think. Actually, yeah, I think. She... I think she might be lying about her age in the very right. end, but she's presented as a 17-year-old person. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I, I will say, I I really appreciate how Big Boss feels like a leader in this. Yeah. And with every character he meets, like what you guys are saying, he feels, feels like very caring. Like yeah. Chico yeah. or Amanda um, or Huey, anytime he meets someone, he's not dismissive of them. Um which I feel like it's very different from how his character was in three. Like he's adopted this identity as the leader of uh, Mother Base, and he really, I feel like he really acts like it. And he's not, um, he's not that sort of like stubborn, sort of dismissive person he was in Metal Gear Solid Three with his Codec crew. He's much more accepting and like willing to like sort of lead people along the right path. So. I feel like there's definitely a leap in terms of his character. So I, I appreciate that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, one more thing while we're talking about characters. Uh, I did mention this to Christian, I think, I, on Gamescast, or maybe like offline. Like, I forgot which one. But um, they have. So so we're in South America, right? Um, we have characters like, you know, Chico, like uh, like Amanda as well, that like are, are supposed to be Hispanic, but. Uh, they they their voice actors definitely sound this not sure what their ethnicity is but that checks out all good but when you look at the yeah like when you go to the actual like you know like full color face of them they're pitch white blonde hair and it's like i'm not saying every hispanic you know does not have very very light skin and blonde hair that can definitely happen but like i feel like that one was like uh, I, i don't know like you know, like that. Like, I wish they looked a little bit more Hispanic, right? Like, just just what you would imagine on the on the general basis, right? Like, yeah. you know, what I'm saying, like, even I'm not the darkest person ever, but you know, what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. from a general standpoint, I thought that was a little bit of a mismark, um, just in their design. But it is what it is. You know? Yeah, and that that reminds me of Uncharted Four with um, I'm forgetting the char- character's name, but she's from South Africa and she's a black woman. And she's voiced by Laura Bailey. Yeah. And right. Right. It's just yeah. Like it's just obviously not a good thing. And games and TV shows that are animated just continue to do that, and it's just not good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, I, I do want to ask Omar a question about the voice acting because I, I know you've seen some of the game. Um, 
I I know you were we were all a critic of David Hayter in three. Do you think his performance in this one's any better? And I just want I need to know what does Omar Nakvi think about Huey? Huey? Yeah, a homie. I fucking hate Huey, dude. <laughs> but I can't wow. look. Why? Why he just puts Otacon in the game? I don't know. I feel like no. I agree with you. It's stupid. Like really? Yeah, I'm not a Huey fan. I'm sorry, I mean, man. I, I get. I did find it a little bit odd that like it's the same voice actor, yeah. right, as Otacon for sure. Like I think they could have done a different voice actor to kind of make him have a more distinct, you know, personalized voice. I totally get that, but like I don't know, man. Like I'm a fucking Otacon stand. You know what I'm saying? No, like like that's just I, how yeah. it goes. You know it's what I'm saying? Cool. So like I mean, it was it was cool to hear. Do you remember what happens to Huey, dude? Do you remember what Huey does? I think they say it in Metal Gear Solid 2. But maybe it's a different Huey? I can't remember. Oh, wait, wait. Doesn't he... Yeah, I mean, I know Otacon talks about his dad, like, being, you know... I'm not saying that's, like, against his character, but, like, what was that? Like... uh, My head's kind of fucked up. I honestly can't remember what Huey did in this one, maybe later games. It's, It's later, I think. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, like, it is? Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. But, yeah, but, like, uh, it's stupid. Like, they explain, like, the big boss snake thing's cheeky and fun, because it's like, oh, they cloned him. That's why it's the same voice actor. Here, it's like... Right, yeah. I don't sound like my dad, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think any of us sounds like our dad, you know? Like, no. it's it, that's not how anything works. It's stupid, it's Metal Gear, whatever, but... I think it makes the universe smaller, right? Yeah, I, I knew you would hate it. it. I just, I need to hear it. <laughs> That's okay. Can I mention a few bullet points before we run off here? Sure. Or whatever. There's a couple things I wanted to say. Um, I really like that the theory, the, the the whole deterrence thing this game has going for it. I don't I know if we talked about it. that. Yeah, it's cool. That I was really neat. It. Yeah, I, I think. It. I loved it. It makes you think, like, the only way is to have a nuke myself, huh? <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Like, it was the first time where I'm like, you know, I actually kind of see what the you know what what dr strange love like is like try did i say dr strange love that's, that's his right, name right, right? Dr. Yeah. yeah it is it is okay oh you, like, you're thinking of hot cold then yes <laughs> yeah oh yeah like another bullet point <laughs> like when when he's explaining nuclear deterrence theory and all that and it's like okay like i guess it does make sense to develop like a peace walker type thing where it's like no matter what there's no human element of like thinking that okay if i launch this nuke i'm ending human civilization right like like, like this peace walker is just going to do it yeah you and know the like the whole using yeah. the boss's brain because she was dedicated to the mission no matter yeah. what like, i think they justify exactly. all these choices in some really like cool fun ways and i do oh my you're right i love the whole deterrence theme this game has it's yeah. amazing it's cool. the peace yeah. theme everything i love all that it's really right cool. it's really cool there's a song called love deterrence right i think that one's pretty good i think so is i this... can't remember Heaven's Divide is this one too, right? Yes, yes. There's yeah. some good music in this one. Love it. There's some good um, music in here. Yeah. There are another thing. Jack just mentioned it, but Hot Cold Man, just yeah. as a name. Maybe Kojima's best name ever. I don't Hot know. Cold. It has to be. It has to be. Is that <laughs> Cold is, Man? Is Die Hardman right behind it? Yes, but behind it. Yes, okay. But up there. <laughs> um, another thing I don't think we mentioned, Christian was talking about this game taking itself uh, more seriously, I think, at one point. Mm-hmm. But th- this is the game that has Fultoning in it, right? Is that in this? Yeah, yeah. I, I meant more of like <laughs> it's it's narrative, no. you know. I think sure. there's absolutely Metal Gear Solid humor in here, way more than three. I just think yes. within the cutscenes, 
the humor fe- oh. doesn't hit because they're going for a very serious tone, a very straightforward story. That's fair. I just want to say I fucking love Fulton Inc. Yeah, Fulton I think it's the funniest shit it. ever. Oh, like, I think Metal Gear Solid 1 is funny. Metal Gear Solid 2, I think, is hilarious. And then I don't think the games are that funny anymore. But this one, I just think the concept of Fulton Inc. is just so goofy mm-hmm. that I'm happy like, it's in here. To be clear, the Fulton recovery system, right? Yeah. Yeah, when they, like, launch into a balloon, yeah. right? Yeah, that, or... that is so... <laughs> that is so satisfying to me like like it's yeah. dumb it's really stupid but like i fucking love it and yeah, like camera. i love when like a big boss is like hey like you ever fallen on a balloon and he goes like, what no and it just shoots off like it's fucking <laughs> it's fucking cool man it's fucking cool and Kevin, we've talked about the um the sound design right with the little clicks and stuff oh, i believe yes. the fultoning sound is like incredible it's such a good sound bro. it's so yeah. satisfying man i love it also it's like sometimes you can well no like not even sometimes you can do fulton uh, when you're underground, like when there's clearly like a roof over, so it's like, okay, fuck part. it, mm-hmm. like, all right, they're gone uh, somehow. Yeah. They're just gone. Con- yeah. Continuing our uh, discussion about uh, the Dark Knight and uh, Christopher Nolan's <laughs> amazing trilogy, third one being the best, obviously. Um, took some notes from the Dark Knight, and it was like, hey, Fulton Recovery. Yeah. Could you even watch that movie? Big film head, and was like, I, that's a good, that's a cool thing. I want Batman in my game. Next best thing, balloons that launch into the sky. Yeah, so, appreciate that. Was Fultoning in the Dark Knight? It was in the Dark Knight, Omar. When, remember when he was really? in Hong Kong? Yeah. Eddie infiltrated that oh, thing. Oh, yeah. He threw it, he threw it on he the He had guy. the lights on the balloon, and the, yeah. the big jet came through and like had like little scissor arms that picked him up. Very cool. Right. Jack, you ruined this for me. I'm sure Kojima saw Dark Knight. He's like, this is genius. Of course he did. Like, oh, <laughs> this man. Is anyway, he wasn't wrong. No, he's not. Well, like, that was one of the best parts of this game, <laughs> gameplay-wise. Um, and... and I hope it's not the last we've seen of Fulton recovery system. I don't know if that's true or not, but I I, I really want that in sure. uh, in the future. Hopefully we get that. So I gotta play Peace Walker. You guys have sold me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking great. Like man. I I am like I said, I'm planning on finishing it, because uh, we're we're taking some time to do Metal Gear Solid five. Um I'll oh, yeah. I'll wrap up Peace Walker before um, I kick off five. For sure and i do think that will impact my ranking after the fact i did place it so why don't we bring up personal rankings um and then we will do the the show panel ranking and then we'll wrap up with final thoughts on peace walker and sign off uh omar do you I'm have probably a abstain right okay no i think i gotta okay okay just you know so i'll i'll do mine first just because i no mine's gonna change and i'm gonna defer i think to jack and kevin for the most part for this but as it stands at the moment uh last place i have snake eater uh that is fifth place fourth place i have metal gear solid four third place i have peace walker second place i have metal gear solid and then first place i have metal gear solid two again i love how this game plays i'm very nostalgic for mgs1 um i could see a world where once i beat it i could put it above mgs1 but as it stands eight hours deep my criticisms i have of the game and how much i love mgs1 i feel pretty good about it in third place for me so uh jack what's your ranking look like um i'm in a similar situation with you so at number five i have metal gear solid three at number four i have metal gear solid peace walker number three metal gear solid one number two metal gear solid four number one metal gear solid 2 um i really enjoyed playing peace walker um it's it's sad to see it like so low on the list but i think i really just have 
a deep love for Metal Gear Solid 1, 4, and 2. 4, I feel like, could be replaced by 1 for the number 2 spot. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoy Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. I think it's leagues above Metal Gear Solid 3, in my opinion. Also a re- really great podcast game. I never mentioned that. But it's mm-hmm. just one of those jump in, jump out. If you want to do some side ops with some stuff in the background, go for it. I think it's great. Um, I don't think it's anywhere close to Metal Gear Solid 3. So it's just kind of sad seeing it down there at the bottom of the list. Um, but I think it's great. That's why when rankings, we can use a bunch of carrots or whatever the equal is less than. Just put like 15 of those on there between 3 yeah. and Peace Walker. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. um, mm-hmm. a friend of mine is going through the MCU right now and he has his rankings. Uh, then he has. Uh, at the very bottom, he has diarrhea, and right below that, the Incredible Hulk. So we Whoa. could just do that. Wow. Uh, before before we get to Kevin's ranking here, uh, Christian, yes. I would like to talk to you personally. Okay. Um, so I think this has stayed in my mind a little bit, and it's up to you. It's your it's your ranking, but I remember you saying that you you like Metal Gear Solid Two in the same way you think Dark Knight is a better movie than Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. But I know you, and I know that despite thinking that Batman Begins is your preferred Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Yes. Uh, so I, would you not put Metal Gear Solid over Metal Gear Solid 2 here too? I or think is it a different kind of thing? It's slightly different because I think Metal Gear Solid 2 reaches for the moon in every single way. And it achieves it in every single way. And it is a more refined playing Metal Gear Solid 1, despite... Like, even though I love how wild MGS2 gets, MGS1, like, there's something so satisfying and so just, like, warming up my heart about the scenario, how constrained it is, how simple it is. So, like, I don't think MGS1 is ever going to leave second place. Uh, and there's a world where the more I think about it, I could put it above 2, I think, but I do think 2 is just more ambitious and it lands its ambition, so I respect it for that. And I do love 2. And I love Raiden. Raiden's my favorite character, so there's a lot of reasons I love too. Oh, no, I, I was I was making sure you're making the following your heart, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that's cool. And that's cool. We mentioned it before, but these can change in the future. Personal rankings for sure, but Girl. Kevin's true has. So Kevin, here, let's go. What is your ranking at the moment? Damn it, mine's really mine's really tough. Um, like I think. I spent a lot of time, like, coming into this, like, thinking that Peace Walker might be my favorite. But, like, when I actually sit down, right, when I actually look at the list, you know, remember the good times, right, that 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 we've had on this journey. Uh, Don't let us bully you. No, yeah. No, no. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, like, I am really positive. bully you on. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I am really positive about it. But, like, I think I'm going to have to just kind of recourse and recoil, you know what I'm saying, on, like, some decisions. So I think I'm landing on... um, we're 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 gonna have Gear Solid three at number five, right for sure, right? A large gap, okay. And then we're gonna put Gear Solid two, which hurts, but it is what it is. And then Peace Walker is just right above it, you know, just just right above it, just for me personally, right? So I think we're we're gonna do Gear Solid two at number four, Gear Solid Peace Walker at number three. And then MGS1 at number two, and then MGS4 at number one, you know. But ah, that one's a tough – this one is a really, really tough list. But I, that's where I'm going to leave it. I won't give too much thought about it until we're done with, uh, you know, Ground Zeroes and MGS5 and everything. But sure, we're, we're going to keep it there. Yeah. So yeah. 
as it stands, the group ranking is fourth place Metal Gear Solid 3, third place Metal Gear Solid 4, second place Metal Gear Solid, and then first place Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, I don't know how the hell the math would work out here, but I don't. We, it's at the very least, it's fourth. It's not worse than Metal Gear Solid Three. We're all on that page, right? We all well, yeah. The starting point. It's think, definitely think about than. this. All right, Metal Gear Solid Three. Think about. I think it's cool that Naked Snake is like kind of a blank slate that gets a little fucked up when he sees something that goes a bit wrong. You know, he it could have happened to us. Could have happened to anyone. I mean, you're right. It, I know he has have, like a little lacking of personality, but there. I think there's something cool there. But yeah, no, I not. There's a lot of yeah, shit too. No, I, hear but, you, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I, okay, okay. Wait, read the ranking one more time. Is it? Is it? Is it two one four three? Two one four three, from top to bottom. I would. I know on my ranking, it's not on it, but. I would put Peace Walker in between one and four. Jack, how do you feel? About I that? think I think that's where I would, where I would comfortably put it. I think because, but also I could see right below four to be honest. Yeah, because in my ranking, mine's pretty similar. I mean, mine's exactly similar as the list. It's one, two, four, three, um, and I put Peace Walker between one and four as well. Jack, how do you feel about this? Because I know you really love um, four. Yeah, too, so, so I really love four. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do love four. Yeah. Um. So for me, I would put it between three and four, um, for the number four spot. Okay. Um. But I totally can see a world where this is below. Um, Metal Gear Solid One and above Metal Gear Solid Four. Well, um. I mean, I. Sorry to cut you off, but if you and Kevin both put it below four, like I would disagree with it, but I, I'd be outvoted at that point, and I know Omar is abstaining, so like, yeah. Are you saying? Wait, I'm just kind of curious. Are you saying this is worse, or that's below four? As in, this Peace Walker is better than four, or no? It would four would be ranked higher in the group. Ranking, Peace Walker, just because okay. Jack and Kevin have it so high, which I is i'm fair it's fair. We have our personal rankings, you know. But yeah, I'll yeah. say this: I I won't cause a fight. Assuming one and two are still in the first top two spots. Yeah, I don't think that's. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think that's right. a consideration. And yeah, yeah. Enjoy your enjoy your we, fight, gentlemen. You might have some words uh, in a month or so, but yeah. right now, <laughs> no, we fucking won't. <laughs> I think, I think the real you know ball down question is like, is this game better or worse than than MGS four? So let me and yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Let me just throw out why I would make a case for it above four because I know both of you rank four higher. I think where three consolidated, stripped it down, made a very simple story, it was a detriment. I think it's an advantage here. Uh, and that is very much not what four does. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, some of the gameplay is a progression from four, but I, di I don't think this game's highs are ever as high as the highs in four. Four definitely has lower lows. I think this game's just consistent. So I would maybe give it an edge that way, but I definitely can understand and hear and would be cool with the highs of four and how it plays and the enjoyment you two have out of it as making it higher than this game. You two can go from there with that. That's all I have to say. For me, yeah. 
For me, the worst part about MGS4 is that Act 5. I think the Act 5, like, really just hurts the overall game, you know? And it m- maybe being, you know, it being, like, the last of the game really does hurt it when you look back on it as a whole as being, like, the latest thing that you, you know, experience in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Act 5 just really, I think, fell apart for me overall. Um, but, uh, dude, Act 1 through 4, I was fucking loving it you know i was really in it you know what i'm saying uh so but i don't think i had a moment where i'm like oh like peace walker okay like this isn't like the most hype thing i want to do you know what i'm saying like or like this isn't like driving me like i i feel consistently that like it was interesting throughout the entire game you know i, I never felt that like it was you know necessarily like a there was like a lull period uh the last boss fight you do um was pretty challenging and it was just a means of just like you know playing on the PSP, well, on the Vita. Like like it's it it was hard to do that fight overall. It took definitely a while, but I was still enjoying myself. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. damn. Jack, I'm, let, I'm sorry. Let me hear Jack out. Yeah, right let me let me hear Jack out. Go ahead. Um, so it's hard to for me really to defend for because I just see so much wrong with it, but. The reason why I like it is because I think more so than any other Metal Gear game, it's a love letter to the, to the series, and in a lot of instances that doesn't doesn't work. Um, in a lot of instances, it does though, and I feel like the gameplay was so immaculate uh, in that game compared to anything else we've played so far up to that point. Um, and like what Kevin and Chris were saying, I feel like four had a lot of low valleys and high peaks where. There are some great points to that game, and there's some just utterly baffling stuff. Whereas Peace Walker was more of a plateau. Like, I didn't really feel any strong emotions towards it throughout the game. Yeah, there's a lot I appreciated about it, but there wasn't anything I really loved compared to Metal Gear Solid Four. But conversely, there wasn't really anything I hated compared to Metal Gear Solid Four. Um, but com- between the two games, I I would say Four. I feel like it's for me, it's more of a Metal Gear game. Um, it's the one I think of more often, even after playing this. I do love the gameplay loop in this. Um, in a lot of instances, I feel like it it shot for something it didn't necessarily achieve this go around um, in terms of the like gameplay and mother base stuff. Um, so I, I would put four above it, but like I, I don't think I strongly feel that way. I wouldn't be upset if Peace Walker was above four. I mean, so that's me very badly fighting for four (laughs) i'm inclined to uh, just listen to the two of you because i also didn't beat the game you know so like i could grow tired of this because i'm definitely with you jack it is a plateau um and kevin i know you also love four so like if you guys want to put this at fourth place i'm i'll sleep fine tonight you know (laughs) like Let's let's do that for, but just know within the panel that it's 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 very very close. Like sure. like they're they're like they're right they're next to each other. They're sure. they're right there. You know. What do you yeah. think is uh, more impressive, Metal Gear Solid Four being a PS3 game from 2008, or Peace Walker being a PSP game? Peace Walker being a PSP game, I think is more. Yeah, is more impressive to me. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like Metal Gear Solid Four, like definitely felt like a 2008 2009 ps3 game to me you know um it it definitely felt that way like it's it's differences went in like how it presented itself 
in certain ways i feel like we're definitely original and that's where you know we have the you know kojima flavor i guess you could say in there um but i feel like i was i was more impressed for sure by peace walker as a psp game for sure for sure nice well officially the group ranking after peace walker is fifth place metal gear solid 3 snake eater fourth place metal gear solid peace walker third place metal gear solid 4 guns of the patriots second place uh metal gear solid the original and first place metal gear solid 2 sons of liberty uh that is peace walker the next time you see us will be a week from now we will be discussing ground zeros the prequel to metal gear solid 5 and then we'll be dipping out for a couple weeks just so we can all play all of five phantom pain reconvene the way we did with peace walker and have a just grand discussion about the whole game um because five very similar to this game it's hard to chunk out in a weekly format there's a lot more investment here uh there's easy ways to get sidetracked so five is going to be its own beast of an episode so look forward to that sometime around the end of june uh but in the meantime we can uh sign off the way we normally do Uh, i don't know if it would be uh honest to do thoughts of the next game because we've already played ground zeros as of this recording so um any final words on peace walker uh shout out what you want to shout out and yeah jack let's start with you top left sure um so you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Fascinated Jack. Um, Chris and I also have a Marvel's Avengers podcast called Excelsior. Um, Square Enix just announced that uh, the Black Panther expansion is going to be detailed at their Square Enix pre- presents at E3. Um, so if you're looking forward to that, like we are, you can uh, tune into Excelsior on YouTube.com/slash ToyClicks. Um, I was imp- I was pretty impressed by this game, honestly. Like what you guys were just saying, I think it's very impressive that this is a Metal Gear game on. Um, a portal device and i feel like it makes uh really great strides in trying to um compare itself to other metal gear games in a lot of ways it achieves that um i felt that the gameplay was a little bit simple in a lot of ways but was fleshed out because of the some of the mother base mechanics um i think for me though the main draw was the absolutely gorgeous artwork um and i feel like it's probably the most interesting way to tell metal gear solid story yet and um this i feel like this is an overlooked one because of the platform it was on but um it's very i feel like it's very important to the metal gear um john or metal gear series as a whole and uh totally worthy of being played so yeah i really enjoyed this one nice uh omar let's hear it uh i have a twitch channel twitch.tv slash ohms a chef i'm still playing kingdom hearts i'm in the deep jungle right now uh, check it out. Uh, I didn't play Peace Walker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Soon, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Kevin, let's hear it. Um, Peace Walker is great. Uh, don't overlook it just because it's a PSP game. I promise. And if you're really, you know, too like, oh, I don't want to play a PSP game, and uh, you know, maybe you don't have a Vita, right? You know what I'm saying? I understand. I play, one. play the PS3 one, because. Uh, that one's in 60 frames. That one looks hella good. Looks, looks hella good. Hella good. Um, but yeah, like, it is really surprising that they put such an integral, like, game in the series on a handheld, right? 
Because, like, I don't know how someone plays Ground Zeroes and understands what's going on. Like, 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 I don't, I don't, yeah, like, you need to play Peace Walker. Like, I can imagine someone being super lost playing Ground Zeroes, not knowing who, you know, uh, certain characters are that end up being in Ground Zeroes for sure. So definitely, I, it's, it's highly recommend. I really enjoyed it. Love the story. Love different elements about it. David Hare's voice acting is incredible in this game. Uh, very much enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed it. And uh, you can catch me on YouTube.com's PlayStation Source. Uh, we're gearing up to release a Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart. Definitely, we got that going on. We're going to do a stream series on that. Road to Ripped Apart still going on. David K is coming on next week. Hype for that as well. All that great stuff is happening. A uh, lot of PlayStation news as well in the uh, news lately. So uh, that's being covered on the channel for sure. And uh, yeah, Twitter at PA Source Vids and any of our E3 coverage, uh, I will be on with Joy Clicks as well. Check it back here for all of that. Games cast as well. So yeah, all the good stuff right there. Very nice. Uh, yeah, Peace Walker is a good game. And I like the foundation it laid for the future. Um, that's all I'll say. You can follow me. Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at ShunTD2, as well as here, youtube.com slash joyclicks for the video version of this show, alongside all of our other shows that we brought up. Uh, I will say this is coming out the week before E3, so later this week, um, you will see Nintendo Predictions with myself, Omar, and Twinfinite's Charlie Wackles, so look forward to that sometime this week. Uh, what else is going on this week? Like Kevin said, lots of E3 stuff. We're going to be watching uh, Keeley's Summer Game Fest on Thursday. By the time this is up, the second Hall of Game ceremony will have happened. So if you're curious about the games we think are the greatest of all time, is a Metal Gear one of them? Who knows? Tune in. Find out. Um, if you want the audio version of this show, you can check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you appreciate listening, it would be appreciated from us if you gave it a rating or a review. And if you want to get involved further on a monetary level, $1, $5 tier at patreon.com slash joyclicks. $5 is producer credit like Chris Sakis and Aaron Easton, so thank you very much. That is Peace Walker. We will be back for Ground Zeroes next week. Omar. I forgot to mention one thing, but yes. uh, Kevin, when he was talking about, uh, I can't believe they put a game this integral on the PSP. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this, but this game was called Metal Gear Solid Five Peace Walker for like a while in its development. Yeah. It was literally curious. called Metal Gear Solid Five. yeah. <laughs> So oh, in, shit. In the yeah. research I did before recording today, there's a quote from Kojima that said, Peace Walker was, is the Metal Gear Solid Five in my heart. That's how he <laughs> thinks of this game. Wow. That's why wow. Uh, Ground Zero is his Metal Gear Solid V. Yeah. I don't know. We get the number five all the time. We get number four, three. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid V. Holy shit. So, there we I go. didn't even see that. Oh, my God. Listen, hey, the, V peace, the, peace, the the peace. The more we continue, man. The the more we continue, <laughs> like Kojima really is a legend, bro. Like, like, like he's 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 really goaded. Like he's I'm, a bit like, of a pervert, but yeah. He's yes, he's yes, a little bit of a pervert. I would consider Megasol still like almost borderline stupid. <laughs> like it's right there, but goddamn. <laughs>